Good morning, my friend. Look, I am outside in the parking lot waiting for my kiddo to get down with the pediatrics. And I saw this email come in from a gal who said, Trey, I really want to start doing funnels. I believe in it. I've been listening to your podcast. I'm just scared of failing. And I want to talk to you about why failure is a recipe for success. Let's get into this. We aren't like other MLMers who have to beg, bug, and chase friends to join a business. And we aren't desperate enough to turn our newsfeed into a billboard just to make a quick buck. In this podcast, you're going to see how real marketers like you and I build a profitable business inside MLM without all the fake it till you make it bullshit. My name is Trey Bear, and you're listening to MLM Misfits Podcast. All right, my friend. So like I said, I'm, I'm just sitting in the parking lot right now and I got some time because apparently due to Corona, you can't have more than two people um, go in. So mom and dad cannot go in with their kid to the pediatrics, just mom or dad. So I thought, you know what, here's a here's some time to rip one off. So let's get in there. So again, I got this email from a gal. And she said, I really want to I really want to do funnels. I believe in it. I see, you know, I see the success that people are having. Um, and I'm just scared of failing, though, at it because she's used to messaging people. She's used to doing home parties and events and stuff like that, like a lot of offline stuff. And so I can understand, you know, going from offline to online is, is going to be different. It shouldn't be that scary because honestly, it's fucking beautiful that you can reach way more people than just your zip code. Uh, so let's talk about this. So I want to tell you a couple different stories. Uh, one is about girlfriends. Two is about history that I've had in network marketing where I've failed my ass off. A lot of you guys don't know some of these stories, but when I was in college, I re- I was um, I I wanted to date this girl. I, I saw her at a party and I was like, oh my god, probably the most gorgeous girl I've ever seen in my life. Um, she just had it. She had everything, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go up and talk to her. And so I started talking to her. You know, got a number, kept talking more, started dating her. And when I was when she was my girlfriend, we were dating. These red flags were starting to come up. I was like, yo, she's she's kind of a spoiled little brat. Like I remember this one time my buddies called me up and um and they're like, hey, you know, you want to go out and get a couple of drinks? And I was like, hell yeah. And um, you know, my girlfriend who lived like I mean, she lived off campus, she was about 30 minutes away. And so um I was like, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go grab a drink with the boys and uh, you know, I'll give you a holler when I get back home. And she's like, if you, you know, if you, if you go out with your boys out to the, out to a bar, don't even think about come visit me this weekend. And I was like, okay. And so like that I had to have that call being like, Hey guys, like, um, like I was, I, I'm not gonna lie guys. I was a whipped son of a bitch. I was like, guys, I can't go. Apparently, uh, I, I made some, some bullshit. Like, Hey, I, I can't go. Right. But that was my first red flag. And it started happening over and over and over again to the point where I was like, wait a minute. This is not how I want to be treated. This is, that is a childish woman. She wasn't even a woman. She was a, she was a girl. Um, like she, she's a child. If I can't go and hang out with my friends because she wants me to be with her or she's, she has some idea, you know, that some things could go wrong. Um, like this, she doesn't trust me or whatever it is. But like, I was very faithful to this girl. Like I was all about her. Um, but that was a huge red flag. And so as this started happening and happening and happening and happening more and more, I finally said, you know what? Uh, we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna date anymore. I, I, don't, I don't, this isn't working out. Like I, you can't, you can't tell me I can't hang out with my friends and, and go do the things that I want to do. Like you're kind of a bitch. And a lot of my boys were thought, thought the same thing. So when we broke up, they're like, dude, thank God. Like she sucked. And, uh, so, so anyways, after that relationship, 
Um, I remember the next girl that I started dating, you know, I thought very highly of her. I, I was like, man, she, she's gorgeous as well. I'd love to get to know her. Same thing. Got a number, started talking to her, started dating. Um, and then as months and months and months go by, you know, she was, we were both in college. She went to college for, to be a dancer. I went to college to you know, drink and, and play soccer, let's be honest. And, um, and so, you know, my, I remember one time my boys would call me up and be like, yo, dude, she is down here, like basically dry humping and dancing all over these guys, man. Like you might want to do something like if that was my girlfriend, I'd be pissed off, man. I'm like, God, and I remember like justifying it being like, guys, like, you know, she's a dancer. Like that's what she does. She dances. And, and you know, I didn't want to be looked at as that jealous boyfriend, but back in my head, I was like, yo, she, she, and she was doing some sketchy shit, but I would always be like, no, you know, she's, you know, she's, you know, she's in a sorority. She's just, you know, she's just, she's, you know, whatever. And, um, but like, I get all these people come to me like, yo, you might want to check your girl, dude. Like, and some people wouldn't tell me. And so after all these red flags, you know, it didn't work out. It turned out she was just, we just didn't work out together. Right. But after we broke up, all these people came to me like, dude, did you know that she was banging this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude, like she was cheating on you all the time. Try <laughs> I was like, why didn't you guys tell me this? You know, like, why did you not tell me that she was cheating on me basically every week, weekend? And uh, like, dude, we tried to tell you that she was all over these guys and you just wouldn't listen. So the point is though, guys, like I was going through these failed relationships, failed relationships and getting all these red flags of things that I was like, I don't want to do, like, I don't want this. And so the next girl that I was going to date, I remember telling myself, you know what, dude, the next girl that you decide to date, she's going to be the one um, you are not going to settle for bitchy spoiled and you're definitely not going to get cheated on him. Like you deserve better because you're, you're a good guy and you don't deserve, uh, to deal with these snotty bratty bitches. Right. And so I sure I would date, meaning I would go out on dates with these girls, red flags come up and be like, Nope, not dealing with it. And, um, and that would be it. But then out of nowhere, I did meet this one girl who, as soon as I, I saw her, I was like, Oh my gosh, she, she is sexy as hell. Right. And one thing that really stood out to me was like her humor. I was like, gosh, she, you know, usually it's me like kind of being, being the funny guy, making the conversation laugh and all that stuff. But it was back and forth between her and I, just constant laughing and poking at each other. And, and it was just fun. I was like, man, this girl's got a good sense of humor. And I also noticed other things like, you know, she's responsible. She has her own job. She pays for her own, her own bills. She has her own place. Like, yeah, you know, I, I'm really feeling this girl. Fast forward. She's my wife. This is Kaylee. And, uh, you know, we don't have the best, most amazing relationship, but I will tell you, I know that my wife is faithful. I know that she will not treat me like garbage. Um, and I love her more than anything. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. But imagine if I said, no, I'm scared of failure. I'm scared of breakup. I'm scared of getting cheated on. I'm scared of getting treated like shit. I'm never going to date again ever. What if I just decided to just completely say no, cause I don't want to fail at relationships, right? then I wouldn't have met my girlfriend. I wouldn't have met Kaylee. I wouldn't have met my wife, the woman of my dreams, right? And this isn't just about relationships, guys. This can also be in business as well. Do you know how many times I've fucked up? Like, do you know how many times I've tried different strategies? I've done the home parties. I've done the hotel meetings. I've done the cold call this list of people uh, using this headset. Uh, I've I, Like, you name any strategy, I have absolutely done it, right? I've cold messaged people. I've, I mean, you name it, guys. I've, I've done every single strategy. These were also basically red flags for me being like, eh, I don't really like this strategy, but I'm gonna keep doing it because apparently eh, we'll see if it works, right? But 
I want you to, to start looking at failure. Oh, and by, let me just bring this up, by the way. I had thousands and thousands of people. I don't know. I don't care if it was like 8,000, 10,000. We had, we had thousands of active reps in our downline, right? We had a massive team. It was just like a, a massive team. You're probably like, oh, 10,000 not that big. No, we had heavy hitters. We had big superstar recruiters, like machines. And then the company went down. The com- and then, I don't mean the company no longer exists anymore, guys. So would you look at that as a failure or would you look at that as a, a lesson? Guys, I looked at it as I'm not a failure. I look at this as a, a beautiful thing because I learned so many lessons from this. I didn't decide to give up and quit on my dreams of being you know, a, a full-time stay-at-home or traveling or you know, having complete freedom in my life. I said, no, there's nothing wrong with network marketing. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's the strategies that I don't agree with, number one. But number two, the lessons that I learned was, you know what? I don't want to be part of a new startup company ever again. I don't want to do deal with ground floor opportunity ever again because it's you go through a lot of shit being a new company. Yes, it can be great. You can you know, it can be a high payout if you're getting right in the beginning, but most companies will not last. And so every time I see ground floor opportunity, I'm like, fuck no, I'm never dealing with that ever again. And so that was a lesson that I learned, not as a failure. Okay. And so now I only like I, I when I was looking for a company to align with, I was looking for stability. How long have they been around? Um, you know, do they are are they you know financially okay? You know, are they making profit? How are they doing? All those things matter to me, and those were lessons that I learned from my failures. And so I what I ask of you is to start looking at your failures as a good thing. Like, come on, man! If you want, if you have gone, th- how many times have you gone through stuff and you failed at it, but you kept going? And boom, you know, I had success. And it could be little things like I grew my engagement or I figured out what people like as posts or don't like as posts. I realized that I don't like to be spammy or I realized this and that. Like I-, I was spammy in the very beginning as well. And I realized, oh, that doesn't work. But so many people will, what they'll do is they'll say, oh, I'm going to try this for 30 days. I'm going to try this for two months or 90 days. And if it doesn't work, I'll just ask for my, my refund. I'll just ask for my money back because it's not me that's the problem. You fucking moron. It is you that's the problem. So start looking at it as failure because it's not, it's not a tool that's going to make you successful. It's not a, um, a software or a course that's going to be making you successful. Like I've had people buy courses. I've had people buy the course, go through it, learn everything and not implement shit and say, Hey, I want my refund back. It's like, excuse me. Did you do anything or did you just learn? Cause learning is not going to make you do anything. But anyways, I'm getting off to off track here. Guys, failure is, is a recipe for success. Start looking at as, okay, this didn't work. What do I need to tweak? And, and here's a, here's a good thing I want to bring up and then I'll, I'll, I'll call it a wrap for you. So this one gal uh, yesterday inside of uh, Misfits course, she said, you know, I've got like five or 10 different funnels that are coming out. I'm only generating like one to two leads a day through it though. And when I read that, I was like, why do you have five to 10 different funnels up? Why? You only need one. Why are you doing? But I didn't reply back. I was like, you know what? Let's see what the misfits are going to say. And this one guy, his name is Quentin. By the way, Quentin, if you're listening to this dude, like I fucking love you, dude. And the, the response that you had was on point. He said something along the lines of, you don't need 10 different funnels up. You really only need one, two, maybe three. Um, and really, if you just have one, the reason that you just want one 
is because, you know, once you get your funnel up, you're going to have to make tweaks. You're going to have to make fixes and um, you're, it's never going to be right right off the bat. Uh, you're going to change the language on it, maybe change a picture, maybe a color. I don't know, but like there's all these little tweaks that you're going to need to fix before you can have a good, fully thriving, awesome funnel. And so if you have different funnels up, they're only bringing you one to two leads per day. You need a f- one funnel up and you need to tweak that thing until you're getting at least a hundred leads a day, right? And so I was like, oh my God, Quentin, thank you for saying that. Like that's so, you're so true. It's so, it's absolutely true. Like you don't need all these different funnels up. Um, you only need one. And just because when you get that one funnel up, doesn't mean the work stops there. Or, you know, like that's when it's like, okay, I've got my funnel up. I should be rich now. <laughs> no, no. A funnel will absolutely make the sales transition, uh, transaction a lot easier and smoother but you have to think of it as like, oh, I've got to, I've got to tweak it though. There's something I got to fix on it. But the only way you can do that is, is get it up, and then once it's up, boom. Then look at the numbers, look at the stats, and see, okay, out of the hundred people that came in through this funnel, how many people actually signed up? And if it's only like ten, then you got to make some tweaks. Okay. So like for me, for example, I think I only have I have one, two, three funnels up max. I've got my lead funnel up. I've got my sale customer funnel up and I've got my recruiting funnel up and sure I've got like, you know, other funnels like for my webinar and I've got other funnel for like my video course uh, challenge that's coming up. But for MLM specifically, it's only three. I need one that's going to generate leads to me. And then my funnel is going to help me uh, turn those leads into prospects and those prospects into customers. And then I'm also going to have those uh, funnels actually help me recruit people as well through my leads. Okay. So like you, you really only need like one, you really only need one, basically everything like really in, in all reality, you really only need just one. Um, but the, uh, the work doesn't stop as soon as you have it up. So there's no such thing as failures. Remember once it's up, don't be, don't be scared. That's not going to work. Cause it, funnels work. Like there's thousands and thousands of people who are using sales funnels in all different other industries. Like, why would they not work for you? It's the same exact strategy. Uh, it's the same exact thing that are proven to work. And so you don't have to worry about it not failing. What you have to worry about is being someone who is relentless, someone who is going to be consistent, someone who has the confidence in themselves and the belief that this will work as long as you are ready to put in the work and not someone who's like, okay, well, it didn't work for me, so I'm done. Remember, imagine if I did not... Uh, if I quit on dating and being, you know, and, and looking for a girlfriend and, and, you know, imagine that I wouldn't have the wife of my dreams. Who's the mother of my kids. I wouldn't have that. Um, imagine if I gave up on network marketing for good, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And so start looking at failure as a good thing. It's going to get you to where you want to be faster. It's showing you, Oh, this is what doesn't work. I need to make a tweak in something that will work. Okay. That's what I'm trying to get that. So remember, it is a recipe for success. Failure is a recipe for success and start welcoming it into your life. It's okay to fail, right? I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of MLM Misfits Podcast. And listen, it's no secret that MLM is changing. The whole game of network marketing is changing and for the good. And I don't want you to miss it. So listen, I'm joining this live webinar where I'm going to teach you how to recruit rock stars in your downline on autopilot without having to send any prospecting messages. And 
and without having to sacrifice your life for menial success. If you want access to that webinar, I want you to go to marketlikeamisfit.com and get your spot registered. I will see you there over at marketlikeamisfit.com. Peace.